The real estate market is crazy. One minute things are so hot that you can't buy a house to save your life. The next minute it looks like we're heading towards a recession. So what the hell are we supposed to do as real estate investors and real estate professionals? Well, don't worry. Today we're going to dive into Jay Scott's latest book, Recession Proof Real Estate Investing. And he says that we can survive and thrive in all phases of the economic business cycle. So let's hope he's right and let's dive in. Welcome to the Mastering Real Estate Podcast. This podcast is for real estate investors and professionals looking to take their real estate game to the next level. On Tuesdays, I analyze the industry's leading real estate books and break down the main lessons that you can apply to your life and business. Then on Thursdays, I review the lessons I have learned from flipping over 100 houses and being a full-time real estate investor since 2018. Stay tuned each week so that we can all become masters of real estate together. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we're on episode five and we're taking a deep dive into Jay Scott's latest book, Recession Proof Real Estate Investing, How to Survive and Thrive During Any State of the Economic Cycle. This book has tons of very poignant information for us because the economy and real estate market have been so crazy lately. So hopefully this will help all of us make some sense of things. I know that most of you are listening and are very busy, so thank you for dedicating your time to making incremental progress with me each week as we all work towards becoming masters of real estate. I'm your host, Maura McGraw. I've been a full-time real estate investor since 2018. I've managed over 100 flips, founded and grown a real estate investment firm and property management company, and I live and work in the real estate industry every day. We have two show formats on this podcast. On Tuesdays, I analyze the industry's leading real estate books, pick out key points, and help you apply them to your life and business. That's what we're doing today. And then on Thursdays, I share some of my most important lessons learned from flipping over 100 houses and being a full-time real estate investor. Why should you listen to this podcast? Well, there's a lot of noise out there when it comes to real estate, but there are timeless and important lessons captured in leading books. I'm going to boil down all the key lessons and takeaways and break them into actual action steps that you can apply to your life and business and help you become a more knowledgeable and well-rounded real estate professional. This week, we're reviewing Jay Scott's latest book, Recession Proof Real Estate Investing, How to Survive and Thrive During Any Phase of the Economic Cycle. Jay says that the goal of this book is to help you prepare for the imminent changes that will occur throughout the next economic cycle and future cycles. Before we dive into the book, here's a little bit about the author. Jay Scott is a partner at Bar Down Investments. He's an entrepreneur, investor, advisor, and author. Jay is a business guy by education and spent much of his early career in Silicon Valley, California, where he held management positions at several Fortune 500 companies, including Microsoft and eBay. In 2008, Jay and his wife Carol quit their corporate jobs, moved back east, got married, started a family, and decided to focus on real estate investing. In the past 15 years, Jay has personally transacted over $150 million in property all around the country. He is also the former host of the top-rated Bigger Pockets business podcast and currently co-hosts the podcast Drunk Real Estate. He's an author of five books on real estate investing, including his best-selling book, The Book on Estimating Rehab Costs. His books have sold over 500,000 copies in the past 10 years and have helped investors from all around the world get their start in real estate. 
Here's a quick summary of the book before we dive into the key concepts and points. This book provides guidance on real estate investing strategies to navigate the four phases of the economic business cycle successfully. Jay Scott breaks the economic business cycle into four phases, which are the expansion phase, the peak phase, the recession, and the recovery phase. It discusses different methods to safeguard investments and capitalize on opportunities in various economic phases. And overall, the book aims to equip readers with the knowledge and tools to make informed real estate investment decisions regardless of the economic phase or climate. This book is packed with tons of information, but personally, I think the best part of the book is the last five chapters where Jay Scott discusses how to dis- how to recognize each phase of the business cycle and what to do as a real estate professional. So that's what I'm going to focus most of the show on today. I'm going to gloss over the beginning of the book, which explains a lot of basics of market economics and key real estate terms. But I will include a lot of that great information in my show notes and in case you want to brush up on your Econ 101. I also have a great free digital flashcard deck with all the key terms and concepts from every book that I review. So you can go ahead and download that for free in the show notes section of our website at DoradusAcademy.com. Okay, so the second half of Jay's book is dedicated to breaking down each of the four phases of the economic business cycle, teaching us how to recognize which phase we're in and how to make money in each phase. So I found this to be the most practical and helpful part of the book. So this is what we're going to go into detail on and learn how to recognize and make money in each phase of the market. So he starts off with the peak phase, which most of you probably know, but it's the part of the cycle in which prices hit a plateau and demand starts to soften. So some of the clues that we are in a peak phase or that money is cheap and easy to obtain, banks are offering risky loan products, it's harder to find good deals, there are many new and naive investors in the market because things have been really good leading up to this, the real estate gurus are out in force recruiting new investors, and many seasoned investors are starting to recognize where we are and are starting to move to the sidelines. Some of the quantitative data that indicates that we're in the peak phase is that interest rates are starting to rise, unemployment has leveled off and we're probably at full employment, cap rates have leveled off or started to rise, housing supply has hit an inflection point, meaning it's changed, appraisals are coming in lower, and profit margins are shrinking for flippers and wholesalers. So... This is where things are, you know, this phase of the cycle, things are changing from really good to not so good, um, heading towards the recession. So um, how do we make money during this peak phase, during this kind of change in the market cycle? He starts by saying for flippers that you need to flip with caution. You need to be really certain of your numbers. You need to keep your projects quick. Don't take on more projects than you can complete simultaneously. So you don't want to have a backup in your pipeline. Make sure that you have multiple exit strategies for each project. Avoid thin deals with, you know, thin profit margins. Lower your carrying costs. Um, Focus on properties that appeal to as many potential buyers as possible. So that probably means staying away from the real top end 
of the housing market. Uh, avoid speculation unless you're willing to hold long term and flip in good school districts. He says also that buy and hold investors can work, but certain buy and hold strategies will probably work better than others during the peak phase. So a way to safely invest as a buy and hold investor during the peak is to assume a 10% lower market rent than maybe what you've been able to get for the past couple years. Assume a 10% higher vacancy rate. So instead of assuming a 5% vacancy, bump it up to 10% in your pro forma to make sure that the investment still works. Focus on C-class instead of A or B-class properties and consider investing in student housing. For multifamily investors, he says that uh, multifamily value-add should still work, but the deals will probably be harder to find during this time and they might have some additional risks. For the lenders out there, he says it's time to start changing your lending tactics. You want to increase your interest rates, lend to landlords before flippers, and be careful of lending in judicial foreclosure states. For note investors, it's time to demand more discounts for notes. Be wary of purchasing unseasoned notes. Look for bigger discounts on notes. And he says that if you can, consider wholesaling instead of flipping during the peak and consider recession-resistant commercial assets, specifically uh, self-storage, mobile home parks, or grocery-anchored shopping centers. He says that those will probably withstand the peak in the next phase of the market cycle the best. Avoid short-term borrowing. Consider Consider using long-term lease options to rent or sell, and don't buy land unless you're willing to hold on to it long-term. Um, so that's a lot of information. So I guess the good news is that there's, you know, there's still a lot of ways to make money during the peak phase, but if I had to take all of his advice and kind of sum it up, it seems like he's saying um, if you're... If you're flipping, you need to be in short projects. Don't be in anything that's going to take a really long time. Um, everyone needs to be prepared for interest rates to rise. Um, if you can wholesale, do that. Or be committed to longer-term plays if you're a commercial investor. Yeah, so... That is how to make money in the peak phase. After the peak phase, we're heading into the recession. And as many of you know, the recession is the part of the cycle where the economy starts to contract and many of the common economic metrics begin to decline. Some observational clues that we are in a recession are that desperation selling is increasing among homeowners, banks are tightening their lending requirements, and few investors are remaining active in the economy. Some quantitative data that lets us know we are in a recession is that there are two successive quarters of negative GDP. That is the technical definition of a recession. Housing supply is increasing above the average. There's an increase in 30, 60, and 90-day late rent pairs. There's an increase in foreclosures. Home prices are falling. Appraisals are coming in low. There's an oversupply of new construction. 
rental rates are declining and vacancies are increasing. So how do you make money in a recession? And yes, you can make money in a recession. In fact, a lot of very smart investors, this is where they um, make important moves to start making a lot of money. So Jay says that it's important to be opportunistic during this phase, buy and hold in good school districts, consider starting a turnkey rental business, start looking out for REO deals, buy and rehab non-performing notes, wholesale to landlords, look for short sale deals, consider buying some raw land, take advantage of seller financing whenever you can, purchase with lease options, get familiar with subject to and wrap deals, and uh, if you don't know what a subject to deal or wrap deal is, a subject to is involves taking over the payments for a homeowner. The buyer agrees to continue paying the loan as scheduled and in return gets the deed from the seller. And a wrap is similar to a subject to, except in that case, the buyer and seller execute a new mortgage agreement that wraps around the original. This allows the seller to collect additional monthly payments in addition to the loan payments that the buyer agrees to take over. So he says to get familiar and potentially start buying subject to or wrap deals. Focus on creative deals that don't require much cash upfront. Modify your at-risk lease options. Take advantage of investors who did not prepare for the recession and might be selling at a steep discount. Focus on the lower but not the lowest end of the market. So maybe staying in that C-class area of the market might be a good idea. Buy from banks and funds that are selling in bulk and focus on longer term deals. Usually, if I had to kind of sum this up, the recession is a really good time to buy if you are prepared for it because you usually can get some steep discounts. And if you have the cash and are prepared to buy during the recession, that can usually turn out to be a great long-term investment, especially if you have a longer-term investment strategy. Okay, the next phase of the economic business cycle is the recovery phase. And this is the phase where the economy is starting to recover after hitting rock bottom during the recession. So some observational clues that we are in the recovery phase are that experienced investors are coming off the sidelines and a bit of confidence is returning to the market. Some quantitative clues that we are in the recovery phase are that GDP is increasing and the end of the recession is being declared by politicians and business leaders. Foreclosures are leveling off. Housing inventory has peaked and is starting to drop and general economic indicators are starting to improve overall. So how do we make money during this recovery phase? Um, Here, flippers and landlords have a great opportunity, Jay says. He says for flippers and landlords to focus on REOs, focus on short sale purchases, buy on the courthouse steps if you can, scale your business, stick with quick and easy projects, and focus, continue to focus on buying in good school districts. So this is a good time for your flippers and your buy and hold investors. He also says it's important to take advantage of the good prices for multifamily and commercial deals during this time. Also a good time to start a turnkey rental business if you can, as more investors are coming off the sidelines, 
buy performing notes at a discount and take advantage of discounted non-performing notes, purchase using lease options, find buyers who are recovering from financial setbacks during the recession. This means that you're probably getting a good discount. Take calculated risks, consider buying for appreciation. Um, he, he has a note about this later that I'll get to. He doesn't generally recommend buying for appreciation, but um, he says that if you're going to do it, the recovery phase is a good time to do it. Start marketing land that you've been banking and preparing for the next phase. After the recovery phase, we enter the expansion phase. And this is the business cycle phase in which the buyer demand for housing is increasing and other economic factors such as wages and job growth are strong. Some observational clues that we are in the expansion phase is that there is general economic optimism. It's no longer easy to find great deals. Off-market strategies are gaining more attention and traction. Selling to homeowners is easier. Professional money is relatively easy to find. Private money is easy to find. You're competing with cash offers. The market is generally competitive for both um, commercial buyers and residential buyers. And the gurus are coming out of the woodwork. Some of the quantitative data that were in the expansion is that the housing supply is dropping, appraisals are coming in higher, and money is getting cheaper. And here is how Jay says we can make money in the expansion phase. So this is the time to scale your flipping and wholesaling efforts, he says. He says that it would also be a good time to consider doing a live-in flip, meaning that you are flipping the property that you're living in. This has some really nice tax benefits. You can get good at larger renovations. So if you're a flipper and you're wanting to take on a longer and more complex project, the expansion phase is the time to do it. It's important to build relationships with large and institutional buyers at this time. It's a good time to raise money for syndications and private placements. It's uh, the last of the great buy and hold deals are available during this time. Cash flow through private lending is a great option. Um, so if you're considering lending, this is a good time to do it. Invest in performing notes sell large parcels of land because it's a good time to sell and take advantage of good commercial deals that you can find. So overall, this is when times are good. It's easy to sell, a little bit more competitive, maybe a little bit harder to buy, although money is a lot easier to come by. So a good time to expand your business, lean into operations, and build up your assets in prepare in preparation to start the cycle all over at the peak, then recession, then recovery. Okay, that's a lot of information I know to take in. Um, but if you are watching this on YouTube or if you go to our website afterwards, I made this little free downloadable PDF that is a graphic of the business cycle and the clues for each part of the cycle and how to make money in each part of the cycle. So if you want, you can just print this out and it might be a good thing to discuss with your team so that you can recognize where you are in each phase of the cycle and how to prepare and adapt for the upcoming phase of the cycle. I know this is something that I'm gonna do with my team now. 
So thinking about this book as a whole, I think it can be summed up in one of Jay's quotes at the very end of the book where he says, and for us mere mortals, the idea of bending and flexing to the whims of the market makes a lot more sense than standing up to the market and challenging it to take us down. So I think that overall he's saying to learn to identify and anticipate the different phases of the business cycle and have a flexible investing strategy that adapts to the various phases of the economic business cycle. There are four notable quotes that I highlighted while reading this book that I wanted to bring up. And the first one is this. If the real estate cycle saw a downturn in 2008 and typically cycles every 18 years, that means that we should expect to see another dip in the real estate cycle sometime around 2026. That could be a minor real estate downturn, downturn, or if it coincides with another another business cycle downturn, it could be much worse. So I thought this was an important point just because at the time of this recording, it's early in 2024, and basically he's predicting another significant downturn in 2026. So I think that's something to potentially be prepared for, maybe just another kind of call to action to review with your team where we're at currently and how we should be preparing for the next phase of the business cycle. The next quote that I wanted to bring up is this quote about appreciation. He says, I'm not a big fan of investing for appreciation over long periods of time because historically in many areas of the country, real estate values don't tend to increase much more than the inflation rate. Um, So I thought this was a an interesting point. I think a lot of real estate investors are um, polarized. Some are big fans of investing for appreciation and some really aren't. So he's in the not camp. Um, although he does give the caveat that if you're going to invest for appreciation, it looks like the recovery phase is typically the best way to do that. He, The next quote I wanted to highlight is that he says, of all the strategies we'll discuss, flipping is the one that's most affected by the market cycle. So I thought this was important and maybe it's just because I'm a flipper, but um, you know, he says that flipping is probably the most susceptible to the market fluctuations. So I think this is something important to take note of that if you are a flipper like me, Maybe you need to have um, another part of your strategy to compensate for the parts of the cycle where flipping is particularly challenging. Um, We try to offset this by having a portfolio of rental properties so that we have that regular cash flow in times where it's a little bit more difficult to sell our flips. Um, So that's just something to consider. And then the last quote we already talked about, but his quote about he thinks it's easier to adjust to the market cycle than to try to stand up to it. And this is actually kind of a controversial thought, which I will get to in a second. First, I want to talk about the things I really liked about this book. So number one, it's a shorter book. It's only 200 pages long. I thought that it was really well organized. The 
beginning chapters are kind of a real estate and econ 101 lesson. And then the last several chapters walk you through all the phases of the economic cycle and how to recognize them and make money. So I thought the book was well organized and I thought it brought up a lot of good ideas to consider at different stages of the business cycle. Some of the things that I did not love about this book is that it is a bit dry and boring and I did find it a little bit hard to get through. I really had to force myself to finish it. And um, the second thing is that I don't personally fully agree with Jay's overall conclusion that investors should switch strategies during each phase of the business cycle, especially beginner investors. He kind of alludes to this, but I think there's ways to make most investing strategies work albeit in slightly different ways during each phase of the cycle. Um, he gives a lot of personal examples about how him and his wife and business partners have dramatically switched business strategies at different phases of the cycle, which I think is really interesting and pretty amazing. Um, my opinion is that it takes a while to become really good at executing even just one investment strategy well. So to try to be switching Every few years, I am just doubtful that there are many people who could be very successful at that. Maybe if you're a much more experienced investor and you've really mastered one or a few strategies, then you might be in a position where you can really switch strategies at each phase of the cycle. But I don't know if this advice to switch strategies every phase is that good of advice especially for newer investors. Here are two important lessons that I think that we can all take away and implement in our lives and businesses. So number one is to learn to recognize each phase of the business cycle. So you can do, you've done that a little bit by listening to this podcast episode. You can also download my little graphic that I made and watch for the observational and quantitative clues for each phase so that you know where we are and what's coming next. Then the next lesson to implement is discuss with your team how to adapt your strategy to each phase. Or even if you're just a solo investor or real estate professional, take the time to think about it for yourself. Review your current strategy and think about how you may want to adapt or change it for the next phase of the cycle that's coming. These are two things that we can all do relatively easily that will all help us be prepared for what's coming next. Okay, who should read this book? I think that this book is best suited for two main groups of people. The first being moderately experienced investors who are looking to improve their overall business and shore up their business model to withstand the different market fluctuations. So people who have been investors for, you know, a few to several years and they want to maybe add a strategy to their investment model um, or just be more prepared for the market fluctuations. I think that the moderately experienced investor would be a good reader for this book. Another good audience are real estate professionals, people like agents, brokers, and lenders, people who have been in the field for a few years. This book can help you prepare and succeed during each phase's 
each phase of the economic business cycle. Um, he talks about, you know, different sale, you know, all of all the real estate professionals are going to be affected by each phase of the cycle. So the more you know, the more successful you'll be in your respective field. Um, who should not read this book? I think that beginner investors should not read this book. I think it might be a bit too much to weigh and consider as a beginner when you probably have a lot more basic things to be worrying about. Um, as I mentioned, this book suggests switching strategies during the different parts of the cycle. And I think personally that beginners should start out by focusing on mastering one strategy before trying to incorporate others. Any other group of people that might not get much out of this book are very experienced investors with 10 plus years of industry experience who have already probably lived through and internalized the different phases of the business cycle. They've probably already learned these lessons and know some of these things intrinsically. So yeah, I don't, I think beginner investors and very experienced investors can probably skip this book, but there's a lot of us that still could get a lot of value out of it. Overall, I rate this book a 6 out of 10, and here are some of my reasons. I think it's overall good information, especially for moderately experienced investors and real estate professionals. It brings up good ideas to consider at different phases of the business business cycle. It's well organized. Um, on the con side, it is a bit dry and hard to get through. It does read a little bit like a textbook. And I think it could be a little overwhelming for a newbie. So overall, it's good. It's solid. It's not my favorite, but it's good. I'm going to take a quick minute to give a thanks to our show sponsor, Doradus Academy. We have a bunch of free tools for real estate investors on the resources section of our website at doradusacademy.com. So make sure that you check those out. We also have an awesome course about how to get started in real estate investing where, you wa where we walk you through picking your real estate investment strategy, identifying your target market, setting up your business structure, lining up your financing, tax and insurance considerations, all the things you need to think about to get going as a real estate investor. So check that out at doradusacademy.com if you are interested. That concludes today's episode. If you want to download a free PDF about the business cycle, make sure you check that out in the show notes and stay tuned next week because we are going to dive into another book written by Jay Scott called Real Estate by the Numbers. This is how to analyze real estate deals, a very useful book for many real estate investors. So make sure that you stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. We are a new and growing podcast, so every rating, review, and share helps immensely. Also, make sure that you're following us on social media where you'll see a lot more behind-the-scenes content on a daily basis. See you every Tuesday and Thursday.